This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am Stephanie Mahachek, and today we are going to be talking about what summer eating looks like for your kids. Now, here's the scenario. Your kids are going to be out of school soon, potentially, depending on the age. But this is geared for the school-age child of ages 5 through, you know, 18, whatever. But your kids are going to be out of school soon. And their eating patterns might look a little bit different. So depending on the age of your kids, you might start seeing some patterns forming around how they are eating. So many parents become concerned about this, especially if they start to see their kids following the same patterns as the parent. You know, we've talked before a lot about Uh, your own personal food beliefs and your own guilts and shames and emotions around your own eating patterns and how your kids observe that within you. A lot of times, most of the time, if not all the time, actually all the time, your judgments of your own eating patterns completely are coming from you. Nobody else is usually judging your eating patterns. That's totally an aside. Today we're, we're focusing on kids, but a lot of parents do become concerned when they see their kids starting to form the same habits and patterns that the adult has. So some of these patterns might look like not eating breakfast, eating breakfast, but having like really sugary options like cereals or muffins or donuts. Maybe your kids are starting to eat really fast. Maybe they're eating in front of a screen like a TV or a tablet or computer. Um, Picky eating, which I hear a lot of, which is generally just a label we as parents give our child when they don't eat the variety of foods we feel they need to eat. We label them as a picky eater. Uh, Another pattern would be nonstop snacking, uh, snacking on less supportive foods, overeating or undereating. Again, this is us as parents judging the amount of food that our kids are having. Side note, Kids tend to be better at listening to their hunger gauge until us as parents skew that by making them finish the quantity that we put on their plate. I know we've talked about this before in some of the kid episodes in the beginning part of this uh, podcast, so go back and and look at some of those. Um, There is one on picky eating that you can look at or listen to as well. Personally, when my kids are home, especially if they aren't doing anything or maybe they're watching TV or, or a movie or something, I notice they snack more. Some of the kids more than others. I'm talking about my son. He definitely is a bigger snacker than some of the girls. But I definitely notice this happening, especially during COVID lockdown when we, I was homeschooling them. Every three seconds, it felt like they were asking for a snack. I don't know how teachers deal with that all day long coming from like 25 to 30 kids. That's unreal. But anyways, heading into summertime, it's a great opportunity to start a new routine. Your routine and their routine is likely changing anyways. So why not pepper in some healthy and supportive habits along the way? I'm going to keep this somewhat brief. Obviously, as you know, nutrition is not an umbrella approach and 
has to be individual and personalized for it to be effective. So these tips that I'm talking about, I'm not able to personalize them to, to you and to everybody listening. So these tips are a little bit more general and they go into the food pattern and behaviors as well as giving ideas to get kids in a healthy groove with the, their nutrition over the summertime. So I have about eh, eight habits or so, or eight tips, I should say, that you can uh, you know listen to, rattle around in, in your brain and see if they're going to apply to you and, and implement them with your kids if you see fit to do that. All right, number one, you got to start by talking with your kids about what some of their goals are for the summer. Older kids, but even some of the younger kids, it's kind of fun to have some goals set for the summer. Are there things that they want to do or see or achieve over the, these next you know, eight to 10 weeks or so? This may look like reading a certain number of books, like many public libraries offer different summertime book challenges. It may look like building something over the summer. So if they're into woodworking or if they're wanting to build a you know, certain birdhouse, or I don't know what kids build these days, but if they want to build something over the summer, it may look like going to every playground in the city. I don't know. For one of my kids, she wants to be able to train for a 5K over the summer and finish it without stopping. So we're going to be working on that. Maybe your kid will be playing sports in the fall for their school. So they want to start training for that over the summer. You know, whatever it is, figure out what your kids are wanting to do over the summer so that you can build some structure and supportive nutritional habits around that. Number two, what will their typical day look like? Are your kids still going to daycare during the summer? In which case their routine may not be changing. Are they going to a camp or a a clinic of some sort? Are they being left home alone all day while you work? You know, what will it look like? Each of these scenarios, as you can imagine, have a very different structural need to it. When will meals and snacks fit into their day? These are important things to kind of plan ahead and think through and talk about with your kids. Number three, depending on their age, kids are going through growth spurts that require enough nutrients to support their body. If they are also active, this adds another layer of nutritional needs. I talked about this in episode 65 called The Athlete's Plate, Healthy Eating Tips for Student-Athletes. There's also a guide you can get on my website at foodfactornutrition.com that I'll link below in the show notes that breaks down specific nutrients needed for student-athletes and growing kids who are active in sports. So you can uh, find that on, on my website or in the link below. But understanding what phase your child is in right now and how to support their growth and and support their activities. If you, of course, need help with this, please reach out to me. I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things to say about this particular topic so that your kids come through a growth spurt without injury and without being nutrient depleted and, and they can continue to keep growing. Okay, number four. Summertime is a great time to focus on getting colors. There are so many options, depending on where you live, of course, but so many options for eating a rainbow of colors. So really focusing on this for the summer. Bring your kids to the farmer's market or stop by a produce stand. You know, I'm always I'm always promoting to support local if you can. Those farmers need our support. Or you can go to the store and just let them pick out multiple different colored items. Of course, I'm talking about produce. People always joke, oh, I'll get some M&Ms or I'll get some Skittles. No, we're talking about produce, of course. Give them the idea to eat multiple colors every day. Maybe that means they'll get a bunch of of colors in a smoothie or they'll make a salad, whether it's a veggie salad or a fruit salad or a mix of both, or, you know, getting all those colors into a salad. 
talk to them about the importance of eating all the colors. And if you don't know what the importance is of each color, reach out to me. I have handouts. I have lots of information I can give you. I also talk a lot about this in my upcoming nutrition club for kids, but more on that later. Um, and then, okay, number five. So, so back up. Number four, help them focus on getting colors. Maybe you set a color of the day. Maybe it's like, okay, you're going to get purple today. You're going to get blue today. You're going to get green today, whatever. Maybe you set a number. Like, could you eat three different colors today? What, what would that look like for your kid? Um, all right. So number five, hydration. Summer months are hot, at least where we are. Summer months are hot. Even if they don't step foot outside at all, all summer, which I don't recommend, they need some vitamin D, they still need hydration. And if you know your kids will be home all day by themselves, how likely are they to get some water? So stock the fridge with water instead of sodas would be a kind of a bonus tip because of course, if they're home alone all day, they're gonna reach for sodas or they're gonna reach for sugary things. That's just the nature of kids. So have waters full and present in the fridge. I'm a fan of reusable water bottles, you know, not the plastic ones, but uh, but to each their own, whatever's going to get them to drink water. Have them explore ways to flavor their water by adding things like mint or orange or lemon slices or cucumber. Or my favorite, we've made pureed fruits or veggies in a blender, and then we freeze them in an ice cube tray so that they can just pop an ice cube of blended up fruit into their water to give it a little bit of flavor and a small boost of vitamins. So try out what works for you, but definitely focusing on hydration and talking to them about hydration is going to be really important for this summer. All right, number six, give them easy options to make themselves. It may take a little planning on your part, but have a bag or a container of cut up veggies and fruit that they can easily grab. Bonus points for putting it at eye level in the fridge in a clear container so that they can see it every time they open the fridge. But making things like mini sandwiches or um, wraps that they can easily grab and have snacks like energy balls or pretzels with peanut butter or hummus readily available for them. A few families that I've worked with found it helpful to write out a list of snack options so that their kids can look down the list and decide what sounds good instead of, you know, staring blankly into the pantry with all the other stuff in there that the parents didn't necessarily want them eating. So you kind of create a menu, if you will, of snack ideas because your kids are going to snack. They they need snacks. And I'll talk about that more in a minute, but they're going to snack. So having options available to them so they don't so they know what's available that is a good option for them. Okay, number seven, stick with a general plan. Kids need to eat more frequently than adults, usually. Adults are, you know, over here removing meals from their day, which I have my opinions about, but I won't go into, while kids need to be more stable with their meals. So generally speaking, they're wanting to eat three medium-ish size meals and one to three balanced snacks Uh, that's going to be suitable for most kids. Even in the summer, if they wake up later, they still need to be eating around kind of the same guideline or the same pattern. Now, this may push their dinner meal a little bit later if they're waking up later, or they may not eat an after-dinner snack or, or so, depending on the time, but their growing bodies need enough food while their smaller stomachs can't always eat enough food at one time. So they might be grazing a little bit more often, or you might think that they're constantly eating when as long as it's mostly balanced and it's 
it's uh, including things like protein and different vitamins and fiber and, and things like that in there, it's probably okay. And no, the answer isn't to stuff your child at each meal, I'm sure, as, as you know, and that's not what I'm, I'm getting at. But their smaller stomachs do, don't allow them to hold enough space for a bigger meal. So having them only focus on eating three square meals a day is probably not going to be conducive for what they need. All right, and number eight, create an easy meal rotation for each meal. You know, it it can be tough, I know, when you're having to now cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks (laughs) at home all the time for the entire summer. It can feel daunting. So make it easier on yourself. Maybe having uh, different rotations or different things to throw into the mix so that they can easily make it themselves depending on their age. So breakfast may look like having the options of smoothies with some protein and some healthy fats in there, um, scrambled eggs, toast with peanut butter, throw a banana on there, oatmeal, you know, things like that can be easily made for depending on the age. Um, Lunches may be, you know, things like sandwiches or wraps or veggie and hummus trays, maybe uh, homemade Lunchables. My kids like to make those with some crackers and some um, good quality deli meat and some cheese and some veggies, of course. Um, Dinner may be more things like lettuce wraps or stuffed peppers or salads or fish or stir fries, you know, keeping it simple and using foods that don't require require you to heat up the oven is the key. I don't know about you. I hate using the oven in the summertime. I'm already sweating. Usually I don't want to put the oven on 350 either. Grilling, air frying, crock pots, instapots, like all of those are really great options for summer cooking that um, you can even teach your kids how to do. Maybe not grilling, but you know, using the air fryer or crock pot is a pretty safe bet for most kids. Snacks, you can always throw in things like energy balls, veggies and hummus, fruit with nuts or or making your own trail mix with dried fruit in it, peanut butter, banana roll-ups with little wraps, um, smoothies again, homemade smoothie popsicles where you freeze, you make a smoothie with a ton of veggies and protein and things like that in there and you get those popsicle molds and you freeze them and make your own popsicles. Um, Pretzels and, and string cheese, you know, things like that are all really good options. And there are a lot of options, but keep the variety going as best you can. That is the key for that. And keeping things on a rotation and just letting your kids know what is available to them. Again, kids learn by modeling. What does the dynamic look like with others in the house? How are the caregivers of your children eating? And I don't want you to look at this in a judgmental way. A lot of times when I ask these questions to clients, they're like, oh, well, grandma, she has so many snacks and sweets in the house. Well, that's grandma's choice. You know, we're not judging grandma. We're not judging you. We're not judging anybody about their food choices. But simply observe some of the patterns of, of others that play an important role in your kid's life and discuss with them the patterns. And, you know, kids, again, the kids are also observing these patterns. And you don't need to be perfect. In fact, showing kids that eating a balanced diet of fruits and veggies and proteins and fats and carbs and treats and sugary things is one of the best things that you can actually teach them is finding the balance and learning to not attach guilt and shame to anything that they're having, but getting the foods that they need to support what their body needs. The point is, we need to teach them. Just like tying their shoes or learning to read, they need to be taught how to learn what their body needs and how to to nutritionally support it themselves. Again, if you think your kids would be interested in joining me this summer, I have put together a summer nutrition club for kids. 
This club is virtual, so anyone can do it. Although I am working out some in-person classes and events that those who are more local can come to, but I'll record them so everyone can participate. Um, but throughout the summer, your kids will receive a weekly nutrition lesson. These will range from eating colors and why, how to read food labels, what certain foods do for the body, healthy mindset around food, some healthy habits around food, and of course, some cooking tips as well. We also have a mission to complete each week that helps to put what they're learning into practice. And you as the parent will also have access to an online portal that will have additional supportive videos for you and resources as well as kid-friendly recipes to try out with your family. And as you know, because I'm a holistic nutritionist as well as a personal trainer, I will be tying in all aspects of health, such as sleep and movement and mindfulness, in addition to the nutrition part, because it's all important, especially for kids. So the link to register is in the show notes. So however you're listening to this podcast right now, scroll down and you can most likely see that link. The Nutrition Club is going to be starting in June, so make sure to register now. Or if you're listening to this a little bit later and June has already come and gone, still check in. You can possibly still join it. Um, I, I have to see how many people late register. So, um, But reach out to me if you want to join and it has already started. So I hope this start to the summer goes really well for your family. I know it can be stressful. I know the kids can start bickering after that first day of summer. <laughs> Mine already have started bickering and school isn't even out yet. So I feel you on this and I hope you can find the joy in this part of the year and some new healthy traditions with your kids can be made. Again, reach out to me if you have specific questions about your kids' nutritional needs or your nutritional habits as a family. I am happy to have a consultation with you. Um, that Again, that link is in the show notes. And I'd love to have your kids join me for the Nutrition Club this summer. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.